Lady Gaga's dating Jack White now. Yep, totally. That's what's happening in the music world. Anyways. Really? (laughs) Jesus Christ, Mike. No, we just had a whole conversation about how we were going to make up music headlines. Uh, I was trying to find something okay. Oh, okay. You were trying to find an actual music headline? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to spread fake news out of here. No, well, we're going to put a disclaimer. Metallica sold their whole catalog to Dolly Parton. <laughs> After they fought so hard to create black and to create blackened records, <laughs> the Wiggles just bought Eminem's entire discography. <laughs> the Wiggles. <laughs> Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of the Underground Sessions. If you're listening to this, you're not the least bit surprised by anything you just heard, unless you're a first time listener, and in that case. Welcome to the shit show. And we're yeah. sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. <laughs> but not really. Anyways. Um, Did you know that the Wiggles are going on tour? I mean, probably. I don't know. They're like 90 years old now. 50 Cent is opening up for them. Why? I made it up. I don't know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <sighs> okay. You know what we didn't make up, though? What is that? What the best goddamn guitar straps in the game are. That's like one of the few things I do remember. Yeah. Could you, would you enlighten us, please, Michael? Well, you know, we each have one of these or multiple, um, but it is soldier say we straps. We each have multiple. I yeah. Think that's all yeah. I have. Yeah. Soldier straps. Soldier straps, man. I mean, yeah. you know, it just, uh, especially seeing how they're made. And if you haven't watched our YouTube video, go check that out. A little sneak tour oh, of her, yeah, uh, of her, secret, uh, you know, not so top secret school project. Yeah. We were the first ones to film anything, so we got that, you know, little little headline, little right of refusal. So, can we talk about how fun it is to party in a school? Partying in a school is. I yeah, I've never chugged beer in a school before. Like gave us that. A school is always this very work orientated (laughs) mindset that I've always grown up with, and now just getting drunk in the school, moving stuff, helping her clean up. Killed very beer in a kindergarten class. Yeah, I mean, this was like a dream come true. Like I feel like a total rebel, just like being belligerent in a in the school. Soldier straps makes your dreams come true, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but no, soldier, legit, we're going to stop talking about drinking in a school. But um, we didn't Empty, do by that. the way, wasn't active. We didn't active. do that, mom. <laughs> Disclaimer. Uh, <laughs> Disclaimer. Was um, not active. <laughs> but no, um, like some of the finest quality materials. and I can tell we threw you off your game. Yeah, yeah. The, the drinking in a school. I'll cut Dylan, that. Dylan, the important part. What's the uh, what's the code that we have? For the important the part is they're made in the USA. And we get to drink in the school. Stop talking about <laughs> drinking in a school. Soldier straps, made in the USA, using vintage materials. It's beautiful. They're just, just the coupon. Yeah. All of them are works of art. I'm telling them why they should use the I coupon. I mean, they're one-off fabrics that she will only have X amount of. Yeah, when form. they run like out of the e- fabrics, it's probably going to be pretty hard to find some more of those yeah. fabrics. So you literally get custom straps for not the custom price, basically. And to make it even more not the custom price. Do you want to tell the folks how to do that, Christian? I forgot our code. Oh, my oh. God. It's the underground <laughs> sessions. All lowercase. No space. For a good 15% off your whole order. A big one five. See, I know. I was going to be so upset if you forgot the promo code because it's literally the name of our podcast. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. Yeah, it's, that's a really easy way to remember it. Uh, but yeah, as Christian said, head over to Soldier. That's S-O-U-L-D-I-E-R dot U-S 
promo code the underground sessions get 15% off your order get the finest guitar straps in the game yeah you want to be like us you match your guitar to your dog and your belt to your dog and your guitar uh, I have a wallet also yeah and then you can get a headband that matches your belt and your wallet and your guitar and your dog yeah and your girl has a handbag as well that matches yeah, your really dog nice bag, and yeah. guitar yeah. and no well, it, the okay. hers doesn't match because it's a Taylor Swift yeah that's uh, right I forgot about that she got okay. a one off but hey yeah that's what Soldier Strap does as one-offs. So. We personally oversee every Soldier Strap made, so <laughs> that's not true. But Jen does, and Jen is, you know, that's true. She's she's an honorary member of the crew, man. Yeah, I mean, she's she's part of this, so it's kind of true. Cheers to Jen. Yeah, I just finished my beer. Way to go, Jen. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, that's a good sign. Well, we're gonna take a break while Christian gets another beer. We'll just put him on mute real quick. Because we rarely do this sober. <laughs> Anyways, Mike, what's going on in the musical world? What did you find? Musical world. You're, you're Googling. Yeah, well, um, apparently uh, Lars Ulrich is actually going to replace uh, the Foo Fighters drummer. So, Which, RIP, dude. Yeah. Um, that was totally unexpected. I saw that. We were coming home from our, our, our like live event that we held at Low Res. Yeah. And literally on the ride home at like 11 o'clock, I was scrolling through Instagram, and I got all the news from the Foo Fighters Instagram that he had passed away. Yeah, like, it's crazy. I guess they like, were. Wait, dude, are you serious? Is this a joke? Like, yeah, is it April 1st already? Like, what the hell is going on? That would be a pretty dark April Fool's joke. Um, yeah, but I mean, Foo Fighters is a definite part of my childhood, right? Like, that's one of those bands that you grew up listening to. So, R.I.P. Yeah, Taylor Hawkins, man. Man, I came back during a sad part. Yeah, we got sad real quick. Yeah. Um, well, we got to See what happens when Christian leaves. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to mention that because that's just, like, a huge part of music. I mean, he's even done collabs with huge artists and, like, was a front yeah. man for these bands. Like, he sang a couple Led Zeppelin songs with um, John Paul Jones and... Uh, Jason Bonham? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think Maybe. there there's some video that I saw where he's like front manning like two it's like an event. Either, he did well, like two the songs. The whole Foo Fighters band though, Dave Grohl included for like years, has just been all over the place doing everything. Right? I mean, yeah, he was in it was just a group of studio Them Crooked Vultures you know? too, right? No, Taylor Hawkins wasn't. Dave Grohl no, was. No, uh, Dave Grohl was yeah, in. Yeah, he yeah. was the drummer, singer of Which Them Crooked Vultures it slept on, man. Queens of the Stone Age, then John Paul Jones on bass, then Dave Grohl playing drums. drums. Yeah. And was there another guitarist? Nope. It was a three-piece. Three-piece. Right? Okay. Yeah. Great band. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, I just saw on Instagram as of today, which is March 29th, that uh, that they are canceling their future shows because of yeah, this. Yeah, so. I did see that. So, But you said Lars Ulrich is going to replace him? Future tours? <laughs> I was just... Oh, that was... Oh, news. dude. News. I was like, that's <laughs> such a downgrade. <laughs> Like, no disrespect Downgrade. to Metallica, because I like Metallica, but, like... We don't like the double bass in every song? <laughs> like, it just doesn't mesh. Yeah. And I'm not a huge Lars Ulrich fan. I think you could put a few different people behind that band on drums. Drum-wise, yes, but songwriting, him and James are the only two that write the songs. Everyone else just fills in, basically. That's their yeah. writing process. They've always been the two that written songs. Well, really, they're the only two original members. Yeah. Basically, Kirk Hammett wasn't in the band. If initially. you want to get very, very technical, yeah, because Damon Sting got kicked out, and then Jason Newstead replaced um, Cliff Burton. Cliff Burton. So nobody Ooh. cares if you crack a beer on the mic, Christian. It's, fine. it's all good. 
Um, you did come back and so, say you were going to so get a beer. So that was fake news. Lars Ulrich is not replacing <laughs> Taylor Hawkins. I, I said that so convincing. Yeah, I, I, you, that was so good, dude. You did it like right in passing. I didn't think, but so realistically, do we think the Foo Fighters continue to tour, or is that is that kind of a wrap? Because um, this as will far be as I know, this will be probably they're going to cancel out the rest of their tour this summer, probably the next year and a half. But they will probably get back on the road because that's just what they do, and basically. Taylor, of course, Taylor Hawkins is not going to want them to stop touring because he's gone, you know, because he's been the, basically, I mean, that's one of those things like, how do you live up to be the drummer of a band of one of the regarded, one of the top rock drummers of the last 30 years to like be the drummer in his band? Like that's a big step to like take. And and I just, I just think like, I don't know, man, it depends because Foo Fighters are a weird one because the original Foo Fighters album was Dave Grohl doing everything. Yeah. Right. So like the band behind him in Foo Fighters is a group of studio musicians and they've had a consistent lineup, but it's also like one of those things where it's like the band existed before them, you know? So it's kind of weird. It's like, I don't know in that spot, like if they, if they're going to continue to tour and, but like, I think it was like maybe 10 years ago, like, while they were kind of ramping up, they added that fourth guitar player. I forgot his name, but he's, like, the new guy. He's only been there fourth for... Fourth guitar player? Or third guitar player, I'm sorry. Because I have Dave Grohl on ryth- rhythm lead, and then yeah. the other guy on rhythm lead, and then the other guy is strictly rhythm. There's a there's a third guitarist that they have that they added in a little bit later on. He wasn't, like, part of the original, like, setup yeah, for that's, the first well, few that's, albums. Well, that's what I'm saying is weird, because it's, like... Like, I understand that that band has been an evolving lineup since it was started, but at the same time, I don't know how you continue to move forward without one of the guys. You know, like, like that's the, like he is such an integral part of, like, and the drums in the Foo Fighters are very yeah. heavily focused towards. There's a decent sound, amount of bands you know? of guys have died or they've left that they've continued on with the band name. Yeah, itself. but like, any good? Like, think, uh, well, okay, so you got the Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? Metallica, basic technically. Yeah, but they've also changed. I mean, and Justice for All was good, but I wasn't a huge fan of anything they did after that. Like, this isn't a pretty unpopular opinion, but like, not a big fan of the Robert Trujillo era of Metallica. I think he's a great bass player. I think their live stuff kicks ass, but the stuff they've written with him in the band has not been my favorite. I'm a big fan of like Kill 'Em All through and Justice for All, and that's it. Um, you don't like the Black Album? No, not really. Really? Oh, There's man. a few good songs on there, but it's not like my favorite. Like it's, it's pretty good. If that okay, I'll, I'll add the Black Album in there, but it's it's not my favorite Metallica album. But so I mean, the Chili Peppers you could argue got better once Hill Slovak died. Um, I mean Van Halen too. They got the two dynamic Diamond Dave or Sammy Hagar era. Well, yeah, but neither of them died. Well, I was like saying, that was a disagree. I think there's a difference between died and disagreement, right? Like, mm. like Pink Floyd, like Sid Barrett left, but Sid Barrett left because he went insane. Yeah, right. So I think you continue to do that project because it's like that guy's over here now, right? And I think it's the same thing with like Dave or not Dave Mustaine, um, David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar. It's like okay, well he's out of the band. Let's bring in someone new. Same thing with you know you look at Sabbath like. Ozzy and Dio mm-hmm. era. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing too. I mean, I feel like the only band that's really carried on semi successfully or very ACDC. successfully 
ACDC, but also Ozzy Osbourne, because Randy Rhodes died, and they've had how many guitar players come in and make a career out of that? But again, that's an interesting caveat because I mean, that's what it was saying. Ozzy Osbourne. One his of, name of like I'm touring is Ozzy Osbourne, yeah. right? And he's had how many different guitarists over the years since Randy Rhodes? Mm-hmm. No disrespect for Randy Rhodes, but if it's Ozzy Osbourne touring as Ozzy Osbourne, you could change that lineup behind him six times and mm-hmm. nobody's going to know because you're going to see Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Right? So I think in the case of a band, it's a little bit different. ACDC obviously lost their front man and Bon Scott, but again, I'm going to go and say, apart from Back in Black, like I was not a huge fan of the Brian Johnson era of ACDC. Yeah, there's, there's a few songs here and there on the album, but... Yeah, I mean, you lose the original flow of the band. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why the, some of the songs came out the way they did with Bon Scott and or Randy Rhodes and or, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody else. Like Absolutely. Cliff Burton. I mean, Cliff Burton was the whole reason why they have One harmonies. One of the greatest bass players of all time. He listened to classical music and introduced them into playing that. Well, he was classically trained as well. And that's probably why they do those yeah. uh, S&M 1, 2, and 3 with the whole orchestra. Dude, those are so cool. You have... Three? Two. Yes. Or two. Okay. I wasn't yeah. sure. Oh, that's well, right. So, three so came I out have, like recently. That's yeah. Right. So I have, it's SNM one and two on vinyl. So it's okay. like a four LP set. Oh, that's right. Yeah. How many songs are on there? Like 25 or something? Something like something that. Like <laughs> it is. It sounds You got to borrow though. that actually. I do want to listen to that. Well, last time I let you borrow an album, Mike, it sat here <laughs> for six months. Well, it's okay. You haven't gotten me my housewarming gift yet either. Yeah, that's true. You right. still forgot it. Right. My bad. Okay. We're even. Um, Christian, do you have anything to weigh in on this discussion about bands continuing on? No. You guys left without me. Train left the station. Train left the station. You were here when we started this conversation. Unpopular <laughs> on, on opinion. I'm not a fan of Food Fighters, so I don't know enough. Wasn't a fan of Metallica. <gasps> like any of their songs? Nope. Even the softer, hard ones? Or like their old shit and their new stuff? I don't like Dave Grohl. Not even. Really? Yeah. There goes my hero. Nope. Don't like it. So you're not like an alternative rock fan? Nope. Like alt? No. Nope. No? Oh. How so do you not like the Foo Fighters? Just don't. How do you not like Dave Grohl, first of Now all? I know where Christian's like music level is. He doesn't like... I think this is the one thing Christian he, and I disagree on. He musically. does not like metal, too. I've like played him some stuff like when we were talking, and he's like, I'm just not a fan of it. I'm like, it's so good. It just doesn't click. It's so good. Yeah. Um, that's okay. So Yeah, I'm sorry. But there's no bands you can think of that like someone died, and they continued moving. Well, I mean, you already touched on it. Chili Peppers is a great example. They went through how many guitarists? Well, so yeah, Hill Slovak was the original guitarist. Then he died. Then Frashanti <laughs> came in. Then Frashanti left. Almost died. Almost died. Yeah. And then there was Dave Navarro. Unpopular opinion. Not a huge Dave Navarro guy either. I also don't like um, Jane's Addiction very much either. They're okay. They're okay. They had a few hits, which are good because they're hits, but like the other ones are just like, you know. Yeah. Are, should we just do unpopular eh. opinions right now? We can, but let's finish this. Hot takes. We got it. Because I got one. I got one that I totally forgot about that adds to this conversation. Okay. The Rolling Stones. You're not a fan? No, no, no. I'm a huge fan of the Rolling Stones. Dude's not a fan of the Rolling Stones. Breaking news. No. um, They're they're guitarists. 60% of our viewers. Oh, okay. What'd you Who say? was it, Brian Wills? We're touching on, we're on two different topics. I am right not now. a Rolling Stones expert whatsoever. Yeah. Um, hold on, let me look it up. 
I, I was not sure. He what died. Yeah. He was talking about Brian Jones. <clears throat> My music. Brian Jones start was very heavy. And then I went down to the blues. I went the opposite way. I started heavy and then I went down. And well, I mean, I, I started on like Led Zeppelin. But I guess I was closer to the blues than you were with, like, Metallica. Well, my dad started me Metallica, Van Halen, Dawkins, like, George Lynch, Michael Sh- uh, Shanker, Scorpions. And then yeah, went that. into, like, the heavy screamo thrash metal stuff. And then I went back down in the blues and the soul and the jazz stuff, like, later on. Recently, probably in the last, like, four or five years. Well, I was opposite. My mom started me on Bill Withers, Nina Simone, into Jimi Hendrix. Oh, yeah, no. My, da- my dad was pretty... Head. My, My dad, dad was, was that like rebel metalhead in the neighborhood, basically blasting that in his Camaro. <laughs> yeah. My dad, my dad, turning me on to new music was Let's like start. a whole different like, uh, <laughs> like because he would like do it in stages. Like it was like he'd be like, "Here's Led Zeppelin." I so he like, trained. Sick. He like he led did, you on. He did, and then he's like Led Zeppelin, and I'm like, "Oh man, this is awesome." He's like, "You know where all these songs came from?" He's like, "Here's Robert Johnson." I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And then he's like, "Yeah, you like the blues stuff? Yeah, well, here's some Otis Redding. That's a little different evolution of the blues." I'm like, "Wow, this is cool." And then he'd be like, "You know, what's really gonna blow your mind? Talking Heads. Look at this '80s <laughs> stuff. Like, what's going on with all this synth? <laughs> like, it was just like this weird." He had a whole lesson plan already. Yeah, he out. did. Yeah. He had it all planned out, but uh, I mean, yeah. it worked out pretty good, I think. Um, so Brian Jones actually died after the Rolling Stones kicked him out of the group. So it doesn't count. Well, I mean, it still counts. He's definitely still dead, but no, it counts for a different thing. Well, yeah, but it's, it's not the same as like losing a member, well, an active member of the band. That's true. Uh, another band as well. Uh, Rush kicked out their drummer like two, two or three albums in. Neil Peart. There was another drummer before Neil Peart. Yeah. Wow, you learn something new every day. Yeah, that's why their first few albums are very Sucked. rocky. <laughs> no, they're not. They don't suck. They're like the working no, man I kind know. of rock and yeah, roll. Yeah, yeah, then I they gotcha. got into their progressive like style Fucking of music. Canadians. But um, yeah, I forgot what his name was, but he got kicked out of the band because again, it was bumping heads of like, I want to, we need to be like that, like rock and roll bad company kind of vibe. And then they were like, well, we want something different. And then you know Neil Peart comes in. Pretty much doing all the work almost for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Being a literal composer like this. Yeah. Well, so here's a, we'll close up this conversation. But yeah. I think a drummer, a good drummer is hard to replace. You there's, know what I'm saying? Like, the, like there's look not at, many in general. But there's not many drummers that reach that level, right? You look yeah. at like, like John Bonham. Zeppelin's not going to go on without John Bonham. Yeah. Right? You look at The Who. The Who's not going on without Keith Moon. Right, I think actually recently they did like a few reunion show. Kind yeah, of. they had some, young but it's guy not. On there. It's not the. It's not the same. But they're right? not writing new music with him. Basically, exactly. they're just doing their own. It's stuff. hard to continue. Well, another one that almost happened was Travis Barker. Almost died from Blink One Eight Two. Very true. Or we could talk about uh, who's the dude from Avenged Sevenfold, the Rev. Oh yeah, they replaced him with uh, Portnoy. No, no, no. Yeah, I thought it was uh, the dude from Dream Theater. No, I don't think it was Mike Mark with the Mike Mark. Portnoy. I don't think it was Portnoy. I do. It was, it was some other. It was. Guy. This is why we need an intern. Oh wait, he's at college. So, so Mike Portnoy replaced him for a period of time, and then some new dude came in, Arin Leger. But Mike Portnoy replaced him for an album. 
Oh, so he was like their like immediate like t- semi replacement. Dream Theater was on a break, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know the whole story behind that. I mean, we all went through our Revenge Sevenfold phase in high school. But still, when they when they released <laughs> that uh, music, All was, Nightmare Long, I believe that was like the last that, recording. No, that was the that last, was that was Mike Portnoy. Really, I thought that album wasn't finished. There was like two or three songs on that album that were done. That's from the right. Rev, there was one Mike Portnoy. cool drum song that they were like, "We're just gotta keep the take and like make the song off of it because yeah. he kind of recorded it already." Yeah, that's right. But uh, yeah. So I, I just think like the drummer, but it realistically, like Avenged Sevenfold hasn't, and I don't know if it's because I grew out of that era of music that I was listening to, or, but it seems like after that they didn't really do anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, into Avenged Sevenfold like eighth grade summer, and then just grew out of it immediately. <laughs> like yeah, everybody yeah, went through was, that phase of like quick. eighth grade freshman year of high school. You were like, fuck yeah, dude. Hawthorne Heights. Yeah, yeah, dude. All that stuff, and then like. It just got old real quick. Yeah. But I, I still respect, I still think they made good music. They did. Right? I mean, and I think it's just, I don't know. Like, I just, it, to me, it's like they dropped that album and it was, I mean, right around that time, like, I think it was the end of my freshman year of high school. And then they just, like, yeah, All Night Were Long was their last, like, big, because I remember seeing the tour and they had, like, a few, like, big hits. And then after that, it just wasn't, like, I, isn't All Night Were Long a Metallica song? I think, what's the title of that album? I don't think that's well, all night. We're long is a, is a Metallica song. What is that that album though? I know you're. It's like the all, all there night- is a song called Nightmare on that album, but I think I don't. I forgot like what that album is. Hold on, we're gonna find it. Oh, it's just called Nightmare. Okay, there we go. Oh, Nightmare. Okay, yeah. All, all nightmare, nightmare Long, long is, is was Metallica. off of Death Magnetic. Yeah, it's a Metallica yeah. song, which that's one of their few very very good songs on that album. Yeah. Yeah, they were kind of hit or miss. After I that. remember I learned that song specifically. Yeah. <laughs> All right, are we just going to go around the horn with hot takes that we didn't, unpopular musical opinions? I gave mine. I feel very vulnerable. Oh, the, yeah, the, the not a few fighters, fighters fan? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. There's I, I met some kid um, who's also, his name is also Mike in college that uh, he does not like ACDC, like, at all, and I've never heard anyone that said like, "Okay, I like a song or two; they're okay." But like, he's like, "I." Even if you hate don't him. like ACDC in the right environment, and someone puts on like TNT, you're still gonna be like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" No, like any time it come on, like when we were just casually playing Xbox, you're like, "Oh yeah, I just have my 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 iPhone on, just like on shuffle or whatever." We like ACDC comes on, and he's like, "Can you change it?" And I'm like, "Like, wait, seriously? Why? Like, are you that?" And he's like, I hate ACDC. I'm like, I have never met someone in my life that like will like change the song. Don't like ACDC. You remind me of another story in college. <laughs> I've never. <laughs> it was so benign to me. I was like, what? You know who else I was never into? Cake. That one hurts a little bit. I know. I, you know, the songs that are great are fucking great for them. And then some of the ones that are. The entire Fashion Nugget album is fucking phenomenal. There's something I I don't know what it is, but there's something very. You small. don't like his talk singing. <laughs> something about it just doesn't vibe. Short with skirt with a long jacket. That's, that's one of their weakest songs, though. I'm sorry. It's, that is a very unpopular. You know, Actually, no, no that's sorry. not an unpopular opinion. A lot of people didn't like Cake. There's a reason they kind of went away. Yeah, <laughs> I think Mike and I are in the weird minority. Um, my hot take, man. This is tough. 
I have one. Well, I know it's not like a hot take. It's just not like completely right or left-sided or right down the middle or whatever. It's like I never really got into the Beatles very much. Ooh. Like. It's a very hot take. That is a hot one. I never got really into them. I don't hate them and say that they suck. I just never enjoyed their music as much as a lot of people did. See, I'm usually very against what is intensely popular. So I, I wish I wasn't a huge fan of the Beatles, but I really like them. So here's the thing, though, is like there is something to be said for that, like the gravity of the music they created. Right. I think you can say that about a lot of old artists. Yeah. And it's some of them became timeless and popular forever. Like, like, I think a good example, a good comparison is like Led Zeppelin is popular still. Mm-hmm. Was one of the biggest bands in the world. Will always be popular. The Beatles, same thing. Mm-hmm. But you look at like Pink Floyd, it's still kind of popular, but it's like one of those things where it's now it's like you're kind of like out there if you listen to Pink if Floyd. You but know who there they was are. a period of time where yeah. Pink Floyd was one of the biggest bands in the world. You're like a little little you know? cult if you like Pink Floyd yeah. now, and you're under like 15 years old because that music is under ancient 15. at this point. I'm just saying, like it's ancient at that point this point oh i see i see what you're saying yeah you know yeah, what i'm saying like, like yeah we grew up if you're in the, growing up listening to we Pink grew Floyd. up in the in the 2000s where like the 80s let's say that they weren't like a huge massive success releasing all their greatest pieces Floyd? of work basically what did they release in the 80s but you know what i'm saying they were still relevant the at that point bell? i have no idea well so the wall was 79 you're a pink Floyd expert yeah so the wall was 79 i think the division bell was 81 See, to me, in my mind, and this might absolutely not be true, Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin overshadows Pink Floyd in my mind. I, I kind of agree with you. Popularity-wise, for sure. They're, well, they're we're, everywhere. We're, we're talking the same era, roughly, right? Yeah. Like, Led, if Led Zeppelin wasn't around, I feel like Pink Floyd would have been Led Zeppelin today. Like well, what about The Doors, dude? The Doors is another one that kind of got overshadowed by the music of that era. Like, they were big, but they, they never reached that, like... Echelon of, like, like legacy. Like, think or, about, like, Pink Floyd live at Pompeii. And like all They this. weren't as long-lived, either. Well, yeah, Jim Morrison died yeah. real quick. <laughs> well, another That's, band that didn't continue on after... Well, well yeah, but you can't. Jim, Jim Morrison. Morrison, yeah, Jim he Morrison. He was The Doors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like Queen. Like, you can't... Well, they still tour with... Fucking Adam Lambert. Oh, that's that's one of the most. Still, I thought that was like a little thing that they did back in doing it. Oh, it's which is so depressing because I'm like Adam Lambert. Like, and nothing, no disrespect because he's got a great voice. I think his music by himself sucks. I would just say, "Where's Miles Kennedy?" That's all I'm gonna say. (laughs) But, but like, like I don't know, dude. Yeah, hot take. Hot take. Where's Miles Kennedy, Queen? God, but yeah, like it's. I think losing your front man is harder than that's literally the voice of of a person of the band. The fact that ACDC did it is astounding. But uh, yeah, like Queen, I I understand that they lost. I mean, Freddie Mercury. That what a range he had to find someone else with that range. Well, that's this is it. This you can't cover another song for a year and a half like that. Like that's my point. Is like Jim Morrison, his voice was so unique, yeah. you can't replace him. No, you can't. And it's the same thing with Freddie Mercury. You can't, like, his voice is so unique. But they found someone that's roughly close enough. And to, I feel like to just, make a little bit of money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's all it is, is it's a cash grab. And don't get me wrong, I would love to see, like, Brian May play guitar live. Oh, because yeah. he's, he's, he's still got it, bro. Yeah, of course he does. But you, you gotta, you wanna go see them, but you need someone to sing 
something, right? So, <laughs> you know what? It's Dude, fine. I went and saw Robbie Krieger. And I don't know who was playing the part of Jim Morrison, but it was just kind of sad. Like, Robbie Krieger's fucking, like, 100 years old, and he still got it. He was shredding, dude. But and it was just like, yeah. I yeah, don't know. and that's, a, that's the problem with, I guess, our age or people a little bit younger who want to go see the legacy bands now when they're 70. They just don't have it anymore. Dude, they no, just I'll don't. tell you what. The Stones still fucking got it. Did I tell you? The Stones uh, got it. What's the organ player's name from uh, The Doors? Ray? Ray Manzarek. Yeah, he played my high school's 100th anniversary. <laughs> he played a concert there. That's wild, dude. Because that's where he went to high school. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, whose hot take is it? Uh, I said mine. So it's mine. What was yours again? The Beatles. Oh, that's right. That, that's a big one. That is. I felt bad saying Foo Fighters. <laughs> I'm going to come with another one. So here's the thing. I'm going to... No. No, no, no. I have no. to give a little... No, you don't. No, I have just to like give me. A little, I'm not a big fan of the Beatles, but then you can say, oh, they inspired so many people. Well, I didn't Well, no, no, really no like here's the, the, here's the thing. Much. Mine's about Bob Dylan. Another yeah, legacy artist. Yeah, is horrendous. Yeah, so here's the thing, yeah. It's horrendous. I think Bob Dylan is one of the greatest songwriters who ever lived. He's and off I, key I and can't think, hit a tone. <laughs> and I think some of his music and some of his albums, the way they were compu- yeah, composed... Computerized? Computerized. <laughs> Uh, one of the some of the ways that they were composed is absolutely brilliant. I wish he found a singer for his band. That's not that hot of a take. It's I think I feel like it is because yeah, I feel like how big Bob Dylan Bob fans are like, is. and they're like, his singing sucks. Well, it's not about the singing, Dylan. <laughs> like, and here's and again, it's I'm not the art he creates. No one I'm ever not, says he has a great voice. He's not an angel. <laughs> No, but I'm not taking anything away from his songwriting ability. I'm not taking anything away from... But, like, Bob Dylan people will come after me for that. Blood on the Tracks is a great album, okay? Leave me alone. But, just... It's just not... People, Get some singing people, lessons, bro. Dude, people doing Bob Dylan songs are better than Bob Dylan doing Bob Dylan songs. At, at, you're almost touching the same subject as Anthony Kiedis. Mute me, Dylan. Refill. <laughs> it kind of defeats the purpose if you say it into the microphone. <laughs> But Anthony Kiedis, the same thing, right? A lot of the Chili Peppers weren't happy because he can't sing. He was never really a good singer. He's he's better now. I think he took lessons. But back then, they were like, yeah, you, you can't sing. But he's a great songwriter, kind of. It's a little weird, his process. Yeah, the Chili Peppers are a weird one because they blend so many different influences. You know what I'm saying? They have that kind of like, like Spanish or like Hispanic influence on some of the stuff on By the Way. They have that, like, L.A. hip-hop kind of influence to it. Yeah. They've got, like... Well, I was watching an interview Some, with, like, uh, funk influences for that Flea Brings from, like, Sly and the Family Stone. Yeah. Like, there's there's so many things coming together in that, and, and it all just works, right? Like, you can't... I don't ever fault Anthony Kiedis, but it works. You know, like... Well, the thing is, and, and Frushanti touched on this, he said Anthony doesn't know anything about music. Doesn't know music theory. Doesn't know how music works or anything. But the fact that Flea and and uh, Chad and John are so good at their instruments, and then Anthony comes in with this whole different point of view, just makes it work. Yeah, I think I think it's almost a benefit to them of like him just being a front man and being able to like look at things from a non musician lens. Right. And I because I think John Frusciante fell into like that pitfall. Uh, 
somewhat, you know, kind of like around Stadium Arcadium. It seems like John Frusciante fell into that pitfall of like he was making music for a guitarist, not making music for the average person. You know what I'm saying? And I don't mind that as a guitarist, as your as a music lover, I'm sure you don't mind the technicality and the coolness of like what he's doing. But at the same time, the average person doesn't get that. The average person is just like, why is he playing so much on yeah. this song? You know, so I think, um, yeah, I, I just think it's it's a it's an interesting intersection, and you kind of that's what I think Anthony Kiedis brings that fresh perspective of being like, it, like that's a little too much, you know, like. What's the subject again? Hot takes. Oh yeah, it's getting so hot. This, so, I guess you said years with the Foo Fighters, but let's officially like, what is another one that you have? Another one. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know, dude. It, it music is subjective. It's like art. You can have your own opinion. Well, I mean, we also I'm live not, in the United States, so we can't have that right. <laughs> I'm not huge on Bob Dylan. Like, I appreciate what he does, and I appreciate him as an artist, but like, I'm not. Yeah, I just think there's so many, like, Bob Dylan stands out there that are just, like... I don't wake up. Everything and Bob Dylan did is amazing. And yeah. it's, like, I I feel the same way about John Mayer. I think John Mayer is incredibly talented. I love what he does with the guitar in his hands, but some of his music, I'm like, dude, I can't even... You know what's The funny? John Mayer trio is, like, pretty much what I listen to. Yeah. I, like, one album he did with So, them. he like, <laughs> any of his live stuff where he just, like, is guitar playing, and he's done, like, like, I think Continuum is a fucking amazing album. Everything on Continuum is a great song. But like some of his early shit, you're just like, oh my god, dude! Like yeah. this is well, his so crossroads painfully. stuff that he does is always great. Yeah, always great. Well, it's funny you mention that. I will watch his videos on YouTube all the time. Like I watch his playing. I watch that. Never listen to him on Spotify. I don't think I've ever searched his music once. The only thing I'll listen to him recorded is Continuum. Uh what was it? Continuum, the live album he did after Continuum which was just him playing Continuum Live, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> he did a few other songs, but, um, yeah, Where the Light Is or whatever. And then uh, he did another one. Oh, I can't think of the name of it. Uh, it had something like Olivia on it was this song that I remember from there. No idea. Hold on, hold on. Christian, can you sing us some hold music? You have a button for that. No, I don't. Don't press the button, though. It's I'm not going to do the button, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I will watch him play guitar all day. But I don't listen to his music. I never realized that until until now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I really the album is called "Born and Raised." So, "Continuum," "Where the Light Is," the live album, and the album "Born and Raised," I think, are the only ones that I really, really dig. But other than that, it's like, I think when he hits, he like he fucking hits, right? Like, yeah. like "Continuum," I think, is one of the greatest like guitar centric albums of all time you know it's funny because now i'm thinking about other artists black pistol fire is the same like yeah. i'll listen to them on spotify but i'm watching their live stuff on youtube all the time There's, yeah it's just to live me, it's, is so much different so i so attest good. yeah i attest a great band by how they play live anybody and everybody can sit there and record something a thousand times to get the perfect take clip them together create a song but yeah. you do that consistently over a year and a half Four days a week at like 8 p.m. all the way to fucking midnight. That's great. Local Natives was another one. I, I like their music. I listened to it on Spotify, but I saw them live once. I'm like, that was such a good concert. Yeah. Never would have imagined how good it was. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I don't know if I've seen that many live shows that were like, 
better than no that were like bad oh yeah but then again I, I guess that lends itself more towards the kind of music that i follow is like more live centric you know what i'm saying but it's just like i i'm trying to think and i really can't think the, of someone where i like left disappointed from a show the one show that I was left disappointed, it was a small one I was part of. I uh, think 2019, the Riot Fest tour, I saw American Football, that band from U of I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was something going on with, like, the like singer and the synchronization vinyl. between what was coming in his ears because he was, like, not saying the words at the right time or they were off and... Me and my buddy Nick, we were and like, I dig some of American football yeah, stuff. That's kind of it's not. I'm not a huge fan, but like I was excited. He was like, "Oh, dude, great!" Like you know, local band, pretty much. Yeah. You know, and you know, and went to go make, see them. They made some good stuff. I I liked some of their, especially their early stuff. I was a big fan of. And but. me and Nick were like, "There's there's something like it's not tight. It's it was like what this this like off like who you I know what know. who is the band we saw at picnic that everyone booed off stage. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Oh, it was, it was, some, it was like, like their name was like an acronym and they would like shout the acronym and he was like, I think it was called like L-I-F-T or some shit, right? It was basically if there were like four Machine Gun Kellys, but they were in like think a about, punk band. Think about 21 <laughs> like, just pilots. Just imagine the look. That's what they look like. Think about 21 pilots with zero talent. But it was like a rap rock thing. Yeah, like, like 20, it was, it was basically, it was 21 pilots with no talent. And so it was like, yeah, dude, but the guy was like, all into it, and he was, like, trying to get the crowd going. He was like, L-I-F-T, and the entire crowd would go, get the fuck off stage. <laughs> like, like, they were like, they'd play, like, four songs, and they were like, all right, guys, After we're going like to get out of here. After, like, the third time around that saying, people were like, we don't actually really like this anymore. <laughs> like, get the fuck off the it's like, it was literally in between every song, and the guy would go, L-I-F-T, and then, like, everyone would be, shut the fuck up, and then, like, he'd just be like, okay, fine, we'll go to the next song, I guess. We just want to... Listen to uh, Bush and uh, Wesley Arms was really Wesley. Good. By the way, that's probably where your start of your mini humbucker Firebird. Yeah, started. you're right. Because he think had the a, first time he hearing that live. Was fire pretty... truck red with like cream white. What do they call it? Harbor red, something like that. Something like that. Actually... I've never seen a red Firebird. Really? What? Yeah. That's like the three big ones: is Pelham Blue, the Sunburst, and the the red. Dude, it was like the like a Gibson SG red with like. Like cream yeah. pick guard and some no, of the fin- in, in my and mind, then gold blue. hardware. Oh my god! No, it was a three pickup. That's why we were. It so was the special because it, yeah. it had the um, yes. vibramate tremolo on it. Yeah, with the three pickup, like three the, mini humbuckers. The one that they probably made like a handful of. Yeah, it was. It was gorgeous, <laughs> and it sounded unbelievable, man. I in forgot. My what mind, nothing exists besides besides Pelham Blue. So, well, I mean, Pelham Blue is obviously the mountaintop. I would say Pelham Blue or like the Arctic White for a fire. Downhill from there. Yeah, what are your uh, hot takes on guitars? Let's talk about that. My hot takes on guitars is... Dylan hates PRS. That's, <laughs> I love my Paul Ritz. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Um, I hated Schecter until I got my Strat. I did hate Schecter's <laughs> until I got my Schecter Strat, dude. It's, I still hate every Schecter but that guitar. I don't know. It's I it's I kind of feel a little shame from owning it. Last but. time I was at a Dylan's house, he's like, look how good this guitar is. The Strat. Yeah, I can't believe it, dude. Schechter did something good. Good on you guys. Um, Nick jo- Nick Johnston model. Nick Johnston's fucking unbelievable. By the way, I've been listening to a lot of his stuff. But uh, my hot take. Go ahead. Uh, I'm I'm scared to. Are you thinking? Or are you? No, I know it. Dramatic I just, pause. I just don't want to say it. Just say it. 
just it's fine. We're all curious. I was gonna say it's a safe space, but it's not. <laughs> I fucking hate Les Pauls, dude. <laughs> really? I, didn't I just know. I just don't like them. I, I don't know. like playing them. I mean, Wait, they sound you don't like, great. Like like single cut guitars in general, or like no, the, I, like, I own Gibson a Tele Les Paul. I just think Les Pauls are just like so. No, I'm talking about like the LP styled like single cut. Like you don't like those or like no, Gibson no, no. Les Pauls. I think Paul Gibson specific. Les Pauls because I think oh, the Heritage okay. guitars are un- unbelievable. I think Gibson Les Pauls are way overrated. They cost way too much money. Because like like I don't know every Gibson Les Paul Gibson model Les Paul even your Epiphone in the basement I like better than Gibson Les Pauls. You know what. I, I get it because I keep forgetting I have a Les Paul. It's been sitting in the corner in the case for months. It's just, it's one of those, it's such a forgettable guitar. It is. Like the vintage ones, I'm sure, are amazing. Because that's what the heritage ones are modeled after, right? Is that that's vintage style. all they're made is the ones in the 50s exactly. and 60s. Exactly. So maybe that's I why I they, like the heritage so much. But I don't think they go into 61. It's literally 58 to 60 is like what they yeah, replicate. Yeah, yeah. But I just, man, I don't know. Every... What the one exception? My my uncle's got a seventy one. I've never heard this from Dylan. I have literally. I did because not because it's such just, a hot take, dude. I've, I've never... kept it buried down deep inside for so long. Um, I think, yeah. I just I don't know, man. I just he told me when he played mine. I'm just, he's like, it's nice, but I'm just not a fan. Like I just I don't know what it is, dude. Because I love. Here's the thing. I love the way that they look. I love the way that they sound. I bought it just on looks. Yeah, I love the way they look. I love the way they sound. I cannot stand the way they play. If and I don't know if that's just strictly a new thing, and maybe the 2022s are going to be better because I. I don't know. I've played one vintage Les Paul. Like I, my uncle's got a '71 Les Paul custom. That is it. Plays, red? Yeah, I think I sent you a picture of that one. Plays fucking phenomenal. Every somewhat modern, I think from like the '90s until now, Gibson Les Paul I've played has just been a train wreck. The action's too high. The bridge sits too high up, and it like presses against your wrist and feels uncomfortable and just doesn't stay in tune. You got it. You hate it. It's fucking trash. It's garbage. I love my, like, like, here's the thing too, though. Like, I love E335s. I love my SG. Like, everything else I've ever played from Gibson, I love. You just think the LP, Gibson Les Paul is too far off. I think it's one of those things almost, though, where, like, like, the Fender Strat is great, but the Paul Reed Smith Silver Sky is better. Right? I think it's one of those things that's been around for so long. That people do it better at a cheaper cost. Wait, are you against Gibson LPs or just LPs in general? That's no, what Gibson Les Pauls. Specifically, oh. that's what I'm so saying. So like that's, that's what I'm saying. Like like the ESP Les Pauls, for $1,000, you can get a custom shop ESP Les Paul that fucking plays worlds better than yeah. a... So comes to Seymour Duncan Antiquities and like yeah. decked out. So like so what about an Epiphone custom? He likes my slash Yeah, gold I like top. Mike's gold top Les Paul. He played it one day and he's like, bro. I, I, I'm telling you this right now. I would not have got my SG if I knew that that slash gold top was on the table. <laughs> like, and that's, that's crazy that I'm saying a Gibson SG, I would turn down for an Epiphone Les Paul. That's a wild statement, but I think that just nothing against my SG. I think that shows how good the Epiphones are, the new Epiphones coming out. It's funny because I trade my LP for well, SG with P90s. I've told you this before, Christian. If I didn't know that, or Slash never came out with his like Epiphone range, I probably would have bought that LP3 from you. No, you never told me that. I, I wanted to. That's why I, <laughs> when I come to your house, I always SG play came it. Out. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and then Slash is like, oh, I got my signature stuff. And I looked at all this stuff, and I'm like, 
It's Lily a Gibson without the fancy wood and the more carved top. He's got custom Elnico pickups. He's got Gibson pots. That's the thing. And the, and the tone knob. I'll tell you and the right capacitor. Now, Everything's that, Gibson. That Epiphone Les Paul, the slash gold top Epiphone Les Paul, plays better than most modern Gibson Les Pauls I've played. It sure better. It was it's it's almost it's eight hundred and ninety nine dollars new. Yeah, but it better. But my <laughs> point is. That's $899 guitar. Compared to a $2,200 But I feel the same way about my Schecter Strat. Is, you know, I was going back and forth between a, what was it, the American Professional, the Silver Sky, and this $799 Schecter. And to me, it was like, like I couldn't decide. And that's crazy to me that a $1,200 guitar, a $2,000 guitar, and a $800 guitar, I couldn't decide between. Yeah. You know? Well, my favorite guitar is my cheapest guitar. Because, you know? I grab it nine times out of ten, yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing, too, right? Is, like, the whatever makes you want to pick it up and play it. Right. It's the perceived value. I mean, like, like, you know, people will tell me just because. Technically, my telly cost me $300. Yeah. And it's my favorite guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those things, too. Like, you know, like my, my Epiphone Sheridan. Like even even yeah, three hundred dollars out the door with tax. But like brand new, they were five hundred bucks, five fifty or something like that. And you know you're gonna go buy a Gibson E thirty five like blonde mapled out like mine is. Yeah, you're spending you know eighteen hundred bucks, two thousand dollars on a deal. But it's a perceived value. Basically, you know what I'm saying. You have that guitar that you like more than the other ones. Basically, you love all your guitars. It's the same thing. There's a favorite child that his parents just don't want to say it. <laughs> so, like, there's a Mom? comedian. There's a comedian. <laughs> I forgot his name, but he's like, there is a favorite child. So, if one of them were to fall down the stairs and you could identify which one was screamed mom, which one would you said, oh, no, honey, or, ah, oh, fuck, really? <laughs> yeah. That's who your favorite child is. That's how yeah. you know. <laughs> my, my LP did fall off the wall once, and I was like, well, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's disappointing. All right, Christian, hot take, guitar-wise, go. No, I'm, I'm so you your hot take was more against Gibson than it is LP. No, it's Gibson Les Paul. He loves his yeah. SG and he likes my yeah. It's, it's specifically the Gibson Les Paul because I think the Heritage Les Paul, whatever they call them, are phenomenal. I'm sure the like McCarty five nine fours are probably way phenomenal. I think like whatever James Gregg's LP customs that he does, you know, those are probably I haven't had the pleasure. I mean, of ESP yet, makes but. a non-metal version of their like Eclipse model. Yeah, they make the the what is it the ES EC one thousand or whatever with the Seymour Duncan antiquities. Yeah, in it. it's like non-metal like EMG. I've played one of those. Stuff. Yeah, I've played one of those and it's unbelievably good. I just it's one of those things, and I mean, I'll I'll say this about the Strat as well. I think until you're getting into that like fifteen hundred dollar two thousand dollar range with the Strats, I I think there's better options. All right. And it's just, I think those legacy guitars have been around for so long and so many people have copied them. Might have gotten a little lazy. I mean, I mean, ha- I don't know if they got lazy, but it's like. That happens to many companies. F- I think Fender stayed on top of it more than Gibson did, which is why you can still get a Fender for a decent price that plays well. And yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because there's nothing against the Mexican player strats or anything like that. But I think, like, you look at, like, that Schechter, Nick Johnston strat, or now there's the Paul Reed Smith uh, SE Silver Sky, and there's so many options out there for strat style guitars that play. What's well, the most in that mid range that I think 
compete with higher higher up fenders. So it's, it's the most copied and manufactured guitar besides Fender. Absolutely. Like by far. But I think it's it's something where it's like, you know, those legacy guitars have just been around for so long that it's almost like got to freshen it up. I wouldn't even say it, I think it's just there's other companies that figured out a way to put their spin on it and do it better. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the the Schecter's got the truss rod by the pickups rather than at the top of the neck, which I think is better because I always thought Fender's truss rod system sucks. Um, comes with locking tuners, which Fender's, you don't get that until you get into the American professionals. Uh, well, they built the strat that you wanted. You didn't, and not every single person wants a vintage modern or a vintage styled guitar. Like yeah. I want a modern version of this, like not vintage modern, like completely modern. Yeah. And that's what that is basically. Yeah. It's, it's a modern playing vintage sounding essentially, but it's, yeah. You know, and same thing with the Les Pauls. I think it's just, and Gibson pickups sound amazing because I have a set of Gibson pickups in my Paul Reed Smith. But I think if you're looking in that, you know, most of us aren't going to be able to afford a $3,500 guitar, right? For so, a standard. Yeah, that's my <laughs> Not point. Not even the top. So, so <laughs> when you start looking at like the Gibson Les Paul tributes and seeing what you can get for that $1,300, I think what you can get for that $1,300 is a hell of a lot more than that Gibson Les Paul tribute. It's, even if you are dead set on getting that Les Paul yeah, kind of guitar. If you're yeah. comparing, that's, that's a tough choice. Because you get something for basically the name. Well, well, well. There's people too that'll like also disagree in that sense of like your custom Epiphone, not just some you know five hundred dollar Epiphone, like a custom Epiphone. Like mine is in the same price range of yours when it was new, almost a thousand dollars. Damn well that better play like an eight hundred dollar guitar. That better play like eight hundred dollar guitar. Yeah, the thing I love about my custom is it plays. It feels beautiful. I love like that you guitar. Can feel it. I love the three pickups. Feel the, the tonality quality, yeah. is awesome, dude. And I, th- I think that's the thing is my point is is like for what you would pay for a Les Paul tribute, which is just okay to good, right? Like it's it plays okay, it sounds good, it looks less polish. You know, it doesn't it doesn't have the binding and the pick guard and all that fun stuff. But like it it looks like a Les Paul and it says Gibson at the top, right? That's all well and good. Or you could spend $850, $890 on one of these new Epiphones and go buy a custom hand-wound set of pickups for it that match exactly your style and throw those in it. Yeah. And for the exact same price, you have a guitar that plays better, looks the same, it just has a different name at the top of the headstock, and sounds better. Yeah, Gibson messed up with that one. I think those tribute models are... Even the studios, I think the studios look good. The studios look more less Paul. The new one, the new one ones, yeah. They and and the studios kind of fill a different gap than like the tributes, but the tributes are supposed to be the cheap vintage Les Pauls, and I think they just miss. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any hot takes or anything, Christian? I mean, I or like it could be pedals. I mean, it could be amp. Like it just no. I, I got some guitars that like I would never really gravitate to, like the Explorers. I never like an Explorer style <sighs> guitar. It hurts me. I'm sorry. Here's the thing. Me. I would <laughs> love. This one's not gonna help. I don't. I'm not a fan of uh, V style guitar. Oh either. my god, no. Mike's Mike's inner metal. Please tell me strength. you like SGs at least. I do like SGs. Okay, but, but <laughs> Explorers and, and Vs, I kind of put them in the same category of like unusually shaped guitars. <sighs> Here's the thing. The think, only yeah. ex- I agree with that, but the only Explorer I like is like the OG Gibson Explorer, like with the, the banana headstock. You don't like, like any of my like almost like seeth or scythe looking like. Cabbage. Yeah, they're too sharp, dude. Yeah, you poke your eye out. You know. <laughs> so here's what's here's the weird thing. I 
love the Firebird. Love it. But in my mind, I know there's no reason I should love it because I'm not a fan of guitars that are oddly shaped like that. Well, it's an offset guitar, See, but it's not offsets, like sharply. Offsets I love. Jazz Masters, Firebirds, all of those. I don't own one, and I need to at some point. Something but. about it. They're also heavy as yeah. a mother. Well, the, the Firebirds are neck through, <laughs> neck which through, is something that's big. Just, bo- like it's, just, it's so, And then so the neck on that thing just goes forever. <laughs> Well, because it's a 24 fret, right? It's just yeah. Like, what is it, like a 25-inch scale length or something like that? It's or? huge. It's massive. Huge. I mean, it could also be pretty decent for metal players because they can put the heavier strings on and not be floppy when they do the standard. You know? Yeah. That's the thing I love about the Or Black drop tunings because it's a longer neck. It stretches it really. So Kevin from Black Pistol Fire, his custom Gibson, is a 335 body, I think, with a Firebird neck. That's right. You showed me the video, and yeah, I'm like, I what is that? that? Thing, it's dude. absurd with P90s, of course. I love yeah. that thing, dude. That thing's so sick. Yeah. Well, and then he's got his Firebird is awesome too. It's Pelham Blue with a P90 in the neck and a mini humbucker in the bridge. Is it a mini? I thought it was all P90s. No, he's got two different ones. Does he? No, he's got three different ones. He's got the two mini humbucker with the tremolo. He's got the Pelham Blue with the one P90 and one mini humbucker, and then he's got the double P90 with no tremolo. Yeah, I never noticed those other two. So someone went to a gear uh, rig rundown. <laughs> Absolutely, shout out Premier Guitar, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but yeah, three thirty five body with Firebird neck. That'd be pretty cool. Those, yeah, I'm with you on that. That's yeah. sick. Well, they did the same thing. Dave Grohl's is. I know you hate Dave Grohl, but Dave Grohl's signature. 335 is the same thing. That is really cool. I love like the diamond-shaped F-holes. That's a bucket list guitar. Those are cool. Those cuts are pretty cool. But here's the thing. You know how much money those are going for now? I don't even want to know. You're going to find out. Now? Yeah, it was a limited run I found out. I always thought it was just a model that they made for a couple years. No, I found out it was like a special edition thing. All right, let's guess the price. Just guess the price. Let's play guess the price. Is it a Gibson? It is a Gibson. Okay. Dave Grohl's signature, DG-335. What color? Pelham Blue. Pelham Blue. Okay. Um, ooh, that's a good color. Uh, they did it in gold he, and Pelham Blue. That's the I've only two colors. I've never seen him play a Pelham Blue. I always see him with black. Well, that's weird because they only sold it in gold and Pelham Blue. It's probably his color. No, he played, the, he played the Pelham Blue one, didn't he, in like the Pretender music video. You don't like the Foo Fighters, so you probably didn't yeah. see it. Uh, David Letterman's closing show, he played a Pelham Blue one. Anyways, Christian hates the Foo Fighters. Let's carry on. Yeah, he probably didn't watch it. That's a dumb dumb statement. Yeah. Uh, What's your guess? Uh, I'm going to say limited run. Yep. How many years? You know, a couple years, 10 years. Um, Let me see here. I'm going to say 3,200. They did two limited runs, one in 2007, one in 2014. Which one are we looking at? They both. They go into the same category on reverb. Nine grand. You're both wrong. Let's play. Can you buy a new car for this price or no not? No way. So it's over double digits? Let's play it. 15. That's ridiculous. I'm not playing this game anymore. We're going to play this game. I Chevy this Spark. Game. Could you get a Chevy Spark <laughs> for cheaper than you can get a Dave Grohl Custom 335? $18,000? Let's play the game. Do you think you can get a Dave Grohl Custom 335 for less than a Chevy Spark? Mm, no. Christian? I would hope not, but apparently I don't know. I, I hate this world. Is it over? If it's over 20, I'm going to lose my fucking shit. The answer is a new car is cheaper than a fucking Dave Grohl DG335. How close was I? 20,612. You know, this doesn't help me like Dave Grohl. 
It's not his fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he priced the guitar. Look at Shaquille O'Neal. He could have gone and made shoes with anyone, and he made shoes with a cheap company and sold them at Walmart. So yeah, because one kid it. said something. Yeah. <laughs> it's Dave okay. Like, He's oh, invested so much money. Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl just, they said, do, do you want us to make a custom model? And he's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, but only make it for two years within a decade, and it's we're drive up the price. I'm 100% sure he didn't have any say in that. I'm pretty sure it was his whole idea. Well, then you could hate every single person that ever did a signature model for a one year off. <laughs> or those stupid ones you're like, oh, it's one of 500. And you're like, really? How much is a Lucille? A uh, brand new one? Yeah. Yeah, let's go on Gibson.com for that. Is that a limited run? I thought it was limited. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Especially the wood that they use for that Lucille. Oh, my yeah, God. That's what I thought. Oh, my God. Because that is so good. In my mind, oh, a Lucille should so be good. A limited Lucille should be more than Dave Grohl's guitar. It's not. It's true. Sorry, buddy. Though, right? Am I wrong to think that? Okay. Let's play a game. The Lucille, brand new. So there's three different ones. There's the 1999 one, there's the 2011 one, and then there's the Lucille Legacy, which is the brand new one. Let's do the Legacy. Do the brand no, new. No, no, no. We're going to do all three. Oh. So 1999 is the first 99, one? 2011, and the Legacy is the new one. So f- is this like current? Okay, so 1999 Lucille. I have no idea what the specs We're going to play the cool prices right. They're about the same. All of them are pretty much the same guitar. Mm. So, so I need you to give me with three numbers what you think all three of them cost. All three. So ninety nine, I'm gonna put at uh fifty five hundred. Okay. Seven. Two thousand eleven. Seven for me. Seven. Seven. Okay. Two thousand one or two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. I'm gonna put at uh fifty five hundred. I'm gonna put it at six thousand. Okay, and 2020. Four grand. Eight. You're wrong on all of them. I have Surprisingly affordable. What? Really? No, I mean, not, not at all <laughs> affordable, but... Uh, so the 99 model is uh, going for around 3,900. Uh, the 2011 model is going for 3,700, and the brand new one is 6,900. I hate Dave Grohl. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go see what a slash snake pit guitar goes that's, that's for. That's ridiculous. A BB King custom limited guitar. Is we never got to Dave my Grohl. guitar. Well, but here's take. the thing. Here's the thing, though. The Dave Grohl one was ten years ago. This Lucille custom run came out now. In ten years, this Legacy custom run of the. Well, okay, so yeah, I guess that's a good point. If the Legacy didn't come out, then we'd be talking kind of the same category. Not really, because they manufactured that consistently. You can still go buy a standard Gibson E335 Lucille with the Lucille package on it. Can you? Yeah. Without the F-holes? Yeah. You can buy the Epiphone for like 600 bucks. They're nothing. The Epiphone's the actually pretty nice. Yeah, they are pretty nice. Mike, who's texting you? You're smiling over there. Creepily got an ad from Chicago Music Exchange. Explanation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the, the Emily Wolf or whatever. <laughs> All right, here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to do. We're going to play a quick game here. I'm going to give us 60 seconds, and all three of us need to find the most expensive guitar. Nothing else. Most expensive guitar you can find on on Reverb or anywhere. Anywhere you want to go. Uh, let's keep it to Reverb. Okay. We'll go Reverb. Uh, all right. Let me set a timer so it'll like beep. 
I'm just watching the timer on the board, dude. No, like be official here. I'm done. Yeah, I already got mine, dude. Mike. Okay, what's yours? Mike goes first. Okay, well, Mike's still looking. Oh, wait, he's still wait, got time. My most expensive one, the first sentence says, deal of a lifetime. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? I'm ready. We'll go Christian, Mike, then me. Let's go. Christian, what's yours? Most expensive one is a Marin D41 1972 natural, apparently owned by John Lennon for... $999,900. Okay, get the oh fuck out of here, dude. He had that on his watch list. That was okay, way too specific. That, no, dude, that doesn't count. Why not? Because it was owned by somebody famous. If it was just the guitar... Well, I, guess you, exp- I guess you didn't have any stipulations. Yeah, okay. Carry on, Mike. What's yours? Uh, an original, all original, 1953 Gibson Les Paul Sunburst with... P90s, 89995 And I've got a 1997 custom shop slash snake pit guitar for... Let's play a game. We're going to play another game. So his is six can, figures. Can you buy a house in Detroit his is for cheaper figures. than this guitar? No. Can't you buy a house? Wait, you mean Flint? <laughs> can you buy a house? Actually... Give us a good market. I don't fucking... Missouri. Let's say, can you buy a house in Missouri for cheaper than you can buy this guitar? I like that game because I don't know the housing market in Missouri, so yeah. we're but we're all gonna learn. Uh, no, Christian, no. the answer is probably yeah. I don't know what the housing market in Missouri is. Either. <laughs> says the crust. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> says, the, says the loan officer. Oh, no names. Well, yeah, but I'm not a loan officer in Missouri. Yeah, Missouri. Hold on. What'd you find again? We'll look up in a second if I if we just did this correctly. Hold on. Oh, there we go. Four bedroom, two bathroom home in Missouri, sixty nine thousand dollars. <laughs> How much? The four bedroom. Okay, here we go. The guitar. Four bedroom, house. two bathroom house in Missouri is sixty nine thousand dollars. The nineteen ninety seven Gibson Custom Shop slash Snake Pit Les Paul is ninety nine thousand five hundred dollars. Sad world. Yeah. Do you want to try and find something that's not uh, cheap in a cop-out? Because any Beatles memorabilia shit is going to go for fucking a million dollars. Yeah, I don't know either. Sorted by high to low. You you just Google and do short He just went on reverb and didn't even search. He just went high to low. I I searched guitar. (laughs) I fucking hate (laughs) you so much. What did you guys search? I searched 59 Les Paul. I... I already had in mind that I was going to go with a snake pit Les Paul the whole time. You know what? I think I didn't know the rules of this game. Yeah, Christian didn't. Christian's disqualified. I didn't know it was we had to have something in mind. Okay. Here's Should a we... Fender Hypebeast Stratocaster Limited Edition 21 out of 24 for $343,000. Oh, let me see this thing. Hold on, let me see this thing. 60 cents. That just looks like a blue Stratocaster. It does. Well, it looks a little different. The cut looks a little weird. I don't know. No, that's stupid. 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 Okay. Well. Well, I was gonna say fine. let's let's do that with an amp, but we would all just look for dumbbells. 
Uh, well, I haven't go. gotten around to my hot take for guitars. Yeah. Oh yeah, what's your hot take, dude? Um, I uh, I think you probably know this Let one already. Out, just just from like me, like. Hey. Let it out, buddy. No, I will. This I will. I just, I'm just saying, I think you know. Just you, me, and 200 Swedish dudes. Just let it out. <laughs> I don't like Telecasters at all. Ooh. Like whatsoever. That's, that's a direct attack. There are some modern playing ones that are like far off from anything vintage or original that but, are like okay. But, but you like mine, right? Like, it's okay. But Yours is barely a Telecaster, Telecaster anymore. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Okay, you yeah, know, I, I, on that I, note, I guess it's time to end, guys. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan, but I would. I just, anything and no, everything. No, I, I, I can even see that. Even GNLs. It like, is, it is no, the exact just, opposite of everything Mike stands for musically, so I totally understand that. Yeah, I have a Strat that I love, but I just don't like the Telecasters, man. Well, Telecasters are more country-ish, dude, and you don't like anything country. Well, it's like me and uh, SGs. Like, I'm not a fan of SGs. On modern ones, like I've played it, I'm like, this is nothing. And then I played a vintage one, like the right one. And I'm like, this is amazing. I want it. You should probably play my 06 SG before Gibson went all robot guitar. <laughs> I've played that one. Yeah, right. I don't know. I feel like they're all different. But Telecasters, I feel like I can find one that I'll like, but I'm not going to like the regular off-the-shelf one. Like I gotta. You find know which right one, one you guys should both look at is the uh, La Cabronita Telecasters. Like the Please brand is La Cabronita? No, it's the, the model. Tell us more. Two filter trons. Volume uh, tone. Mike's a humbucker man. That's uh that's way more up your alley. And then you so you still get that sweet ass fender neck, but you get a little bit of a different tonality. Or that or like the seventy two reissue tellies, telly deluxes with the two humbuckers. Granted, I also don't like uh single coils in the bridge. They sound thin and uninspiring. Middle and neck are the only things for a single. You know what? I agree my, with you, though. Thing. Even on strats, like, I think the bridge and the neck totally suck. Ugh. But I think you can do the middle middle neck together, the middle by itself, the middle bridge by itself, and it sounds fucking great. I like the neck. I don't, I'm, yeah, I don't use the bridge often. Actually, even even when I'm, spanky, like, not dude. playing clean, I'm like, you know what? I'll throw on a fat fuzz or I'll put on my overdrive, like, my second overdrive channel on my amp. And it's just, it's just like, it's just not enough. Yeah. How many overdrives it do it. would it take to be enough? It it can't because it's just not full. Four. No matter how much bass, <laughs> no how much bass or low end or treble that you take out of your actual amp, yeah, or the, it, it just doesn't. It, it doesn't carry tone down it. Yeah. It does do not it carry two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. What's your two and a half? Overdrives. Yeah. Uh, it would be two. That better be a boost pedal cranked up and then one cranked halfway. Okay. Should we play another? Another reverb game? Yeah, I'm having fun now. Most expensive pedal can't be a Klon Centaur. I like that rule. That's a good rule. Okay, here we go, boys. I wish I could whistle. I can barely whistle, so it's kind of sad. Wow. Didn't realize pedals can... uh... Well, that's... I thought I had it in the bag, and uh, I was totally wrong. What is this thing? (laughs) So I've got really good news and really bad news, guys. (laughs) When we get there. Oh, dude, I'm like all over the place now. 
All right, I got mine. Yeah, can I start? Because I don't understand this. I'm not done yet. Me neither. This doesn't seem like it should cost this much. Yeah, I feel like this is a typo. Yeah, me too. Hold on, run it by me. Are you looking at the same thing? Is it black? Is it a boss? Yeah. (laughs) Are you looking at Wazicraft tuners, you fucking (laughs) cocksuckers? it's not even Wazicraft. Not even... It's a boss. It seems like a typo. Oh, well, that's a pedal board, dude. Right, but... $79,000? Boss GT 1000 multi-effects guitar pedal, $79,995. Free shipping. Yeah, that's a thing, dude. $80,000. It's like a tour rig, dude. It's it's like everything. If I'm not mistaken, that's like their whole, like, setup. It has, like, 10 buns on it. Yeah, that's like what the Edge uses. Like, you can roll through banks, and that's an extra 10 pedals. Like, it uses a lot of things. Ugh. Yeah. No, thank you. Okay. We're starting the 60 seconds again. That's, you guys, what, we, that's what we and Christian found is yeah, that an $80,000. <laughs> you did my trick, though. You searched pedal, that's, didn't you? I, I searched guitar pedals specifically. That's a fucking... <laughs> that's a pedal board, though. It's got to be an individual unit. Under that, I... It is an individual it. unit. It's one piece. No, Mike. <laughs> it's not. Not a multi-effect <laughs> unit. One individual pedal. Okay, I got one, which Mike probably also has because it's the next one down. <laughs> Why are you guys? What is flat points? Flat point effects. I have no idea. Okay, well it costs twenty five thousand dollars. Holy shit! Let me see this thing. Distortion. That can't be real. I feel like any none of this can be real. What is flat point effects, dude? Uh, if you're looking for a guitar pedal to help you build a signature sound for your band, this could be it. If you're a pedal builder looking for inspiration Mike for a new distortion pedal, this could be phone, it. I have a 70s EMS synth hi-fi guitar synth for 9000 Synth City. But that's a synthesizer. That's not a pedal. You guys are not doing this game right. Christian, I don't know what the fuck you found. It's specifically I think for that's gu- somebody trying it's to rip for a guitar. you off. It's for a guitar, though. Here's a, that doesn't mean it's a pedal. Here's an electro harmonics. Memory man for $17,000. Why is it $17,000? <laughs> I don't know. That's illogical. It was touched by. <laughs> was it Frank Zappa's? Let me see it. Hold on. Let me see that listing. Who is it owned by? Collector's item. Since you're looking at this, you probably know this is one of the most legendary and one of the best analog pedals ever made. That's I forget it. the pedal market's stupid. This game doesn't work very well because there's people out there who are like, oh, my 2001 boss delay is fucking worth 30 grand. Maybe it's a prototype or something. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't look like a usual one. Yeah, no, that's a brand new one. Um, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. This is a brand new memory, man. It's got a USB port. <laughs> it's brand new. Why is this in 17 grand? Oh, okay. I figured it out. (laughs) It's in Hungary. I'm going to assume this is priced out in whatever Hungarian currency is. And that's (laughs) a reasonable price in fucking dollars. I have a special one-off colored Boss Blues driver for fifteen grand. What are we? Where is this coming from, dude? I have no idea. That's dumb. It's the same thing. 
What? Why? <laughs> Dude, I think I think I underestimated the ridiculousness of the pedal market right now. Yeah, Chase Chase Bliss Ayu Ayahuasca's go for crazy money. Yeah. That that acid etched one goes for fucking. That's literally what I was pulling up, dude. Eleven grand. Cool. It is cool. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, I, that's what I was pulling up. The ayahuasca is like one of the rarest pedals what? from Chase Biz. Hold on. Is this um? What kind of fucking pedal is this? So Christian, this one doesn't count Why? because it's in a different it's in a different country, and I think that seventeen thousand was meant to be put in a different currency. Oh, that's a bummer. Because it equals in like whatever currency that is equals. Uh, like right around like $199. Still like this flashpoint effects distortion for 25K. Yeah, what is that? I've never heard of that. What is it called? The flashpoint what? Flashpoint effects 77 distortion. I can't even find anything on that. It was made in France, apparently. Here's what I'm willing to bet. Somebody made themselves like a clon clone or some shit. They called it something cool. And now they put it up for a ridiculous price thinking some pedal like tone chaser is going to see that and be like, I got to have it. Here's something cool. A commemorative boss blues driver. I just found that one. Oh, never mind. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty cool. It does. But yeah, but not for not, not that much money. 15 grand. So I'm selling a pair of clons. Clon. Clon pair. Pear clown. Pear clown? Pear clown. Siamese clowns? Yeah. <laughs> clown. Different colors. Ooh, one silver, one One's gold. Yes. Granted, that's probably why I went with the uh, <laughs> the J Rocket Archer gold, because it okay. looks cooler. <laughs> okay, here, how about this? Most expensive amp, not a dumble. Because effects oh, are fucked. Boy. How about guitar picks? Most expensive guitar picks. That's Defender, Sterling, Silver pick. <laughs> No, that's stupid. Most effective, most expensive amps, not a dumble. Head combo. Doesn't matter. It should matter. Yeah, it should. Let's just do amp heads because. A rare Jimi Hendrix tour played Vox. No, it can't be played by somebody else, dude. (laughs) I see it right now. $50,000. What is it? It's a Vox. Defiant, 100 watt. So we're doing heads? Yeah, heads. Heads or tails? Mm. Oh. 1970 Ampeg V3, 100K. Local pickup only. That's absurd. Why? (laughs) Local pickup only. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't shipping this through Yeah, see all the dumbbells, 175, 167. Ooh, Marshall JTM45 Mark II, 143,096. I'm, I'm looking at that. Looks pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know if the tone's worth six figures, but you know. The history. <laughs> Dumble Phoenix 295, bro. <laughs> oh, I see why I see why that Marshall's more expensive. If you if you actually pay attention to it, it doesn't have the new logo. This was like before they did the signature. So this is like one of those pre the coffin logo. We just started to make amps to be included in that market and then they decided like after that they're like, "Hey, we can actually make some money." And then that became 
the Marshall That's we when know. They started copying. The That's Thunder, when they started uh, do the black and gold with the signature, and they became Marshall. Marshall. What was the Thunder amp they modeled after? I don't remember. Oh man! But it was one of those things where they were like in the British rock scene. The basement, like, wasn't it? Yeah. They were like we, they, they were like they wanted some nasty sounds coming out of there, and so like well, why don't we make our own amp that has? They were the high gain guys of back in the day, basically, like the originators of those high gain amps. <laughs> Would you get a little? Uh, no, the the pop cap- tab broke off on me and went in my mouth. It's a little uncomfortable. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about it. Are we out of games? Well, like, we just, like, ruined it. <laughs> yeah, well. Like, we all just started, like, like going for, like, historic shit. I never I was trying to think of, like, things somewhat modern. Like, what the most expensive shit on the market is, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, we've had discussed quite a bit. Chris doesn't like Foo Fighters. Dylan's okay. not a big Bob Dylan fan. You don't fan. like the Beatles? I'm not a huge fan of the Beatles. No, no, no I don't like hate t- the Beatles. I didn't say hate. No, Mike said he hates the Beatles. <laughs> Rewind the tape. Uh, yeah, Mike also said he's a big Dua Lipa fan. <laughs> and and uh, uh, Telecasters suck. Yeah. Oh, so. man. That's... How many... It's how okay. Many... Dylan says he hates Gibson Les Pauls. Specifically Gibson but Les Pauls. That one's not as crazy. How many strikes can you have before, you, let's say, you're done? I think Mike is at that limit. I don't even know. What was your gear thing that you didn't like? Just an Explorer. Oh, that's right. But it has yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. to do with like the the guitar. It has to do with just the look of it. I've never played it. So you've never oh you've never played it and like had it like, s- dude. They're the oh, most balanced guitar because they have so much weight in the body that the neck doesn't fall on you. And that's why I love them. Okay, one more game to close it out. And I'm also find, really tall. And find the most ridiculous guitar you can, and we'll like, vote on it. Ridiculous as in good or bad. How whatever you determine whatever you ridiculous, think ridiculous as. is. Oh, boy. I don't even know how to look this up. I don't know. 60 seconds on the clock. Fudge. Okay, I have an idea. I think I know what I'm going to do. Nope, that didn't work. Yeah, I don't know how to search. I don't know. This is. I I think I know what I want to find, but oh, I don't I know how to it. find it. This one looks weird. I. It's like cool, but it's just like what? Okay, I think I found something. They like destroyed this thing. I think I have mine, boys. Who knows what pyrography is? Because I just learned. <laughs> <laughs> Enlighten us, dude. Apparently, pyogra- uh, pyrography is when you burn art on something. Well, that's yeah. It seems so that's gonna make you feel too. really good. Someone took a torch to this guitar. Oh boy. Mike, what what do we got? Let's before we show it, Mike, give us a rundown. Mine is the Steve Ripley slash EVH test tube guitar. That's mine is by a company called Juicy Guitars. 
<laughs> All right. Anyways, who's going? Who's going first here? Who's showing their? Who's showing their hand? My guitar has a literal built-in tube amp in the neck position. <laughs> Hold on. I don't understand. <laughs> Hold on. I, I still think mine. I don't will, either. I still think mine will win. Hold on. But mine's also like show it. You got to show to the group. You got to show to the group. Does it go s- s- landscape? I can't wait to show you mine. That's actually pretty sick, dude. I heavily fuck with that. I don't understand. There's a tube in the neck that I runs through the pickup. What's the tube doing? It's like a preamp, I'm assuming? I have no idea. Like the disc- it- See, but I don't think that's a, that ridiculous because they've been putting pedals and fucking guitars well, I know, but like it, they like put random stickers and he burned it and he like wrote Sharpie on it and he like wrote like song yeah. lyrics on it. It's just I like- respect the tube amp in the neck position, but I just... I still think mine wins. Okay. What's yours? No, you go first. All right. Mine is, I don't even know the uh, model. Dean Deceiver X Electric Guitar Metallic Charcoal. Okay. Let me see it. Someone, pyrography again. Someone burned uh, an image of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's a guy with a mask holding a chainsaw. Straight onto the body of this last Paul. That's actually pretty sick. See it a little closer. Hold I don't know if that's ridiculous. That seems pretty fucking dope. That's a work of art because it's not like that's yeah. That's cool. Whatsoever. Are you guys ready for the winning guitar though? Yeah. I present to you the Juicy Guitars Seahorse Custom New Jersey Series. Dylan had this lined up pre. <laughs> I saw this the other day. I knew he had pre recording to this. Oh my god! So he brought it up. Yeah, it, to look like he knew how to. Search. It, the funniest thing is, it's got like a Floyd Rose and like Strat pickups in this seahorse. It's a full seahorse. It's a full seahorse. <laughs> For those who can't see it, which is everyone, because we're not videotaping this, um, it is literally a piece of wood carved into a very detailed seahorse. How big is that seahorse? It's pretty large. Would you say like uh, your entire torso? I would say about it's, your entire torso. It's literally bigger than like a full explorer. Yeah. Or a um, firebird. It is a very detailed uh, seahorse with mother of pearl inlays for the scales, in case you were wondering. Um, and then they strapped a neck onto it and put pickups in it. So. Very strong nautical theme. Very nautical indeed, sir. <laughs> well, that's a great way to wrap up this episode. Oh, hold on. Oh, no. Even better. They have a base model of the Seahorse Custom. <laughs> it's just a piece of wood. Cut. It has a tail. It's just a piece of wood cut into a seahorse. There's no detail to it. <laughs> it's just... Whoa. <laughs> that's even better than the original that's got, like, detailed scales and shit. This one is just a fucking wood cut into a rough shape of a seahorse. It's the natural version. The I'm going to nat- make a guitar in the shape of Idaho. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently that's where we're at now. I mean, those ones that are shaped as the United States are pretty cool. The guitar, the, the, the American flag. Seems like something Hulk Hogan would play before he comes <laughs> into the ring, you know? <laughs> but like, Are uh, you ready for this stone, brother? I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, you better. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Khaled. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> DJ that video Khaled. where they give him the... Uh, that was the most heartbreaking thing. The Bob Marley The Bob Marley, Marley guitar. Oh, God. He's so like, like this is a tribute to... 
plays it like a five-year-old. Without him making chords? Oh, dude, that pissed me off. Because that guy's just going to let that thing collect dust. Oh, well, hopefully that's the best thing he could do. <laughs> we saw the worst yeah, thing. It's, yeah. be- it's better if he lets it collect dust than tries to play it. So, oh, boy. And on that yeah. note. I think it's time to end. Yeah. Well, you've been on another roller coaster episode of the Underground Sessions. I hope you had as much fun as we did. You know what I really want to use? The Top Gear, the Almon Brothers song that they use for the Top That's Gear. That's what I was singing this Just close it out. You don't have to make the people suffer. Anyways. Goodbye. Signing out. What a weak ending. Just end it. Just hit that button. Dylan, no. Christian, and Michael signing out. I need some some ASMR from Christian. I hope you have a wonderful day. <laughs> Just lick the microphone afterwards. You know what? I never even learned what ASMR is. Uh, what does it stand for? I know it's weird people mm, making noises in the no microphones. It is, let me look this up. I'm trying to avoid the subject because I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's a little uncomfortable. ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. That doesn't help. It doesn't, but you breathing into the microphone is pretty ASMR-y here, Mike. It it typically refers to the tingly feeling that travels from the head down to your neck that some experiences response to visual stimulation or, or, uh, I guess, audio as well. So like an NPR voice, like (laughs) a... Yeah, some guy has a great NPR voice and you're like, <laughs> That's the uh, you're getting ASMR, Christian. I know you're a big fan of NPR. Christian listens to NPR and just gets rock hard <laughs> with his in a dark room with a blindfold on. Cassie walks. What are you doing, Christian? <laughs> oh, just, it's about volcanoes. <laughs> I don't, and they're erupting everywhere. And we're done. <laughs> well, anyways, if you listened through all of that. <laughs> We love you, and we're sorry it got real off the rails at the end.